Welcome to this week's What Women Binge. We have a little fun Halloween-y feel of a show this week. We've got, um, if you see my shirt, Aunt Hilda's Coffee House. We've got the Aunt Hilda here herself. She identifies as a witch, otherwise known as Caroline Ray. Woo! Hi, Caroline. She's back. Hi, Auntie. Hello, my love. You know what? I'm kind of, can you, is it working now? It's working. You're, you're, you're not glitching. It's slightly ironic that we're supposed to be magical and we can't get technology, technology to work. work. Yeah, things with plugs we can't and get to I'm work. And I'm a little bummed because my witch's hat looks a little bit pilgrimy, which is the opposite. <laughs> they, they weren't really fans of our people. So <laughs> I know I identify as a witch. Melissa's always like, it's a show. I'm not really your niece. We were just actors. I'm like, no, I beg to differ. But that's the perfect phrase for you because you do identify as a witch. You also I identify as an aunt to moi. And yes, and I do. I identify with you as being my niece. But I also, um, I, was, I you know, I'm, I'm going to Sydney. I'm filming a special at the Sydney Opera House. And they asked Ooh. me all these, like, questions for this article. And they're like, I don't know how it, it was. Like, how did you come to play a witch? But I was like, in my house, I grew up in a haunted house. And it was normal. Like, when the guys birthday was there would always be like sounds in the attic and my mother would all be always be like well they're having a party <laughs> and then my mother was completely psychic she would literally get in your head and I'd be like do you mind if I like literally like get out of my brain she could do anything and Ooh. then when I was little I always knew who was on the phone before caller ID Ooh. so we grew up like trusting our intuition and we were very sort of like like practical magic -y. So, yeah, being a witch. I was like, of course I'm going to play a witch. So that's why I identify. You, as you, one. so yeah, you grew up with witches and witch culture, and now you identify as a witch. Absolutely, from a giant line of witches in Scotland called Kaliacs, which are the original witches. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you ever see if you yeah. have any ties back to Salem? No, and you know what's really weird? I was um, for the Salem Pride Parade. I was the Grand Marshal. And that place gave me the creeps. I was like, you are not witch friendly. Although they did have the best cookies I've ever found in this little alleyway at midnight. But anyway. That's how they so lure you. found cookies so, in an alleyway? Yeah, it was like midnight cookies or something. They only appear at midnight. Oh. What's going on in your life, little girl? They and, like, uh, oh, well, I got this fancy rug burn I was going to show you, but Amanda put a Band-Aid on it. But, um, I, I, excuse me, isn't this a family podcast? It is, but we're actually going to get a little, we're going to go back into witch <laughs> stuff in a minute. But, um, I got this rug burn. I went to my niece's fourth birthday at a gymnastics place and they had this parkour wall where it's like carpeted all the way up like a, like a crescent moon thing. And then you grab onto a bar above you. So my nephew yeah. could get up to like the seven bar. My son was getting up to the four bar. I grabbed into the two bar. I hung there for a second and I realized I had to let go and go down. And it's, you know, like a slide, but, in, but I'm belly up. And I went to go down and children? I slid my... Yeah, it was for four-year-olds. In what world did you think this was a good idea? <laughs> well, my son challenged me to it. When your 11-year-old is like, Mom, come on, do it with me. You're like, let's see what I got. And I did it, but like I slid down on my elbows and got this nasty, nasty rug burn. So that's what I'm up to is, is curing my... Wow. Good story. Rug really burn. I know. But, Wait, um, back to witchcraft. Hold on. Want to get a little dirty here so for a second. Back to, hold on. Oh. Back to how cute are your babies? Oh. oh my goodness. I hadn't seen them in so long and I saw them at 90s con oh, yeah. and they are gorgeous. They're going to be three future daughter-in-laws that you hate. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Probably so. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll love that them. That little one you are like, um, if I could put you, if, if you were a kangaroo, he would be in your like little pouch. Which way? Were you sitting next to Tucker? Is that the baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tucker. Yeah. You oh, were they're all gorgeous. Yeah. Nick, um, 
Nick, who played Salem mm-hmm. on the show, who was also one of our writers, he's a brilliant writer, he um, he had Mason, like, in, like, engulfed in a conversation for, like, two hours at dinner, which was really nice to see. Um, and then... Brady, Brady sat by himself with his AirPods in pretty yeah. much. You know, he's he's good at drifting into the distance when he can. Such as 15. He should have sat next I to think Beth. I it's so funny when children agree to sit with you at dinner, but they wear, they wear their pod things. Yeah. Pod. Yeah. AirPod. Earpod. Earpod, as I like to call it. The better to ignore you Ear- with, of course. Yeah. Well, they've always got to have, I think it's that they've always got to have music going. I said my daughter's turning 15 on Friday. <gasps> oh, oh, my goodness. Is she going to homecoming? Oh, wait, is she in high school? Yeah. No, she's, in high, she's a sophomore. They don't have homecoming. It's sort of very... This no. is L.A. Okay. <laughs> there might be like <laughs> a celebration at the Grove. I can't even tell you... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you how difficult it is to find a white corsage these days. Because, like, the South is out of white roses because of all the homecomings there have been. It's, like, insane. Oh, really? Oh, but yeah. you're in, like, homecoming land. LA oh, yeah. And I've got my 15-year-old is a romantic and my 17-year-old is not but wants to go to the dances, usually as a wingman to help out another friend's girlfriend so she can bring her friend kind of thing. Yeah. This is the first time he's actually bringing a girl that he likes. But, um, yeah, the the little one is all about the, like, the look of it, the corsage, the whole thing. Like, it's, you know. The matching. Yeah. Coordinating outfits. Coordinate the outfits. He's, he's super cute like is that. Is it soon? Sorry? It's this weekend. Is it soon? Yeah, it's this weekend. Oh. Yeah. It's been it's been going on for four weeks, but like it's ours is actually this weekend. So I'm failing at homecoming this year. Oh, look at your cute little poof on top. You but the, for some reason it appears to be glowing and a whole different color. It's because you had it under hair. that fabulous hat. I love it. But that's just lighting. Wait, everybody. let's talk about let's talk about um witchcraft for a second. Because on the show, when we first started the show, of course everybody gives you books and I got so many like postcards and pictures that I plastered all over my walls in my dressing room to be inspired by witches. The only thing I really learned about witchcraft, there's a few things, but did I know you nothing. know? Okay, it gets a little, gets a little. It, this gets a little grody. So um, let drop the kids off at school and then hit pause okay. and and then come back to this. But um, so. so I know it's going to involve a few things. blood just because you said that. No, not blood, not blood, but um, okay. body parts, oh. but um. So apparently the cauldron, right, and like the the lotions or the potions, right, all the potions that they were stirring up, that was just like a concoction of natural stuff, but it was all meant to get you high, the way I understand it. And then what it was, you were to use the broomstick to shove it. Apparently a woman's insides are are very susceptible mucous membranes and gets you very high when you put things in there. I don't like this idea. So if you use a broomstick— and shove it up, shove the potion up in there. You get really high, and that's why you're flying off the handle. I have never heard any of this. Really? <laughs> this witchy poo propaganda. <laughs> I'm not loving that idea. Is that I mean, it's called witchy poo? It makes poo. sense. They're outside smoking stuff up, you know, mixing stuff up. Then they shove it up their hoo-ha, and the next thing you know, they're flying. Right? Okay, I've literally never heard this, nor have you ever mentioned it in the 25 I read it in some witch book. Well, it was like season one, 1996, I read this, and I, it's just stuck with me. I'm like, well, it's definitely going to stick with me now. <laughs> That's what potions I are for. I will never, ever look at a broom again. <laughs> it's not quite the way the Hocus Pocus ladies no, use it, right? It's no. a little different, a little different. But that's why they were flying on the broom. 
they were getting high with their, you know, using it. I'm not sure about this. I mean, not that I know anything about witch culture. I mean, and it could have been one person that did it and someone wrote it down. Though that's why you were flying off the like flying off the handle, or so they would get high and angry because that's what I always thought. Flying off the handle. I think we. I think that's just been applied to women in general, flying off the handle. That women fly off the handle, but I think it was a matter of like, I'm flying. Look at me, I'm flying. Hmm. I mean, because I would I get like kind of angry if that happened to me. <laughs> I kind of always like that version that it's like, oh, that's more about like, it's more about being hippie and like making things that, you know, make you feel good instead of like, I'm going to go eat a child, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't think either are necessarily true. I- I'm going to say it probably falls somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Oops, I went too far. <laughs> really glad we dropped the kids off at school already. Yes, let's hope that everybody <laughs> listened to the warning and dropped your kids off at school before listening Amanda, to the rest of you them. have to understand, you are working with a witch. This is witch culture. Yeah. This is a historical story for her. She I mean... Attacking her. I, this is my favorite new joke in my act that's completely true. I said, you know, I was reading this book and it really affected me. Actually, that's not true. It was not a book. It was an Instagram post, but I read all three slides. Because um, <laughs> my attention span has been diminished by social media. <laughs> Melissa Jones, are you ready to do your first stand-up act? And I haven't helped you yet at all. I mean, no. You have to coach me. I have. I have I my know, set okay. list. Okay. It's next week. Right, you understand? Give me a set. Give me a joke, and I will help you and fix it. Okay. So here's I mean, the thing. You can give me one too, just in case you ever want to go on stage. Okay. Okay. You probably don't I will even play realize. The role of the joke doctor. Okay, you probably don't even realize, but I've actually put you on a note that's called Stand Up Set List, and I've been making notes in that. Okay, so there's a difference between Sabrina and Clarissa fans, and I can always tell because the Sabrina fans are usually around my age, give or take 10 years in either direction, and they say things like, I grew up with you, or you made me feel normal, things like that. But the Clarissa fans always go... I remember you from Clarissa with their eyes really wide open, right? Like I remember, like they're like they're so special. They remember, like they go way. Back. Can you believe that I remember that? You know, and it's so funny because it literally happens every time, and I want to. And but it is cute because the Clarissa fans think that they, you know, that they're the only ones that remember There's that an show. Insider thing there. It is. There is. So I don't know I how know, to make that funny. If it wasn't actually, you know, like it was a live performance you would do, and they would occasionally come. You were like. It was on television. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They caught that one time only. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know how to make that, but I thought that's something I could talk about in my stand-up right, set. We'll talk about the different, the different fans. Clarissa versus Brainies. Okay. What uh, are they like physically? Like, like age-wise? They were the and, same like, ages. How are they actually different? Oh, the ages of the fans? Yeah. They're all about I the same age. I keep on having 50-year-olds come up to me and telling me, I grew up watching you. No, you didn't. No, you did not. <laughs> no, that is incorrect. You grew up watching Gilligan's Island. I was on 30 years later. Okay? <laughs> Someone asked me, <laughs> Melissa, who do you get mistaken for? Sir Michelle Geller. But maybe I do that myself. Well, you do tell people that's who <laughs> you are. Michelle Geller. Well, because it's three names, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, you know, I so it oh, okay. kind of all just sounds similar to me. If I tell people I'm Sarah Michelle Gellar, they go, oh, huh. Like they don't they don't fight it. <laughs> hey, you guys already know that we love our skin. Love our skin. And it all started with their Fits Everybody collection, which I didn't think we could like 
anything better than the Fits Everybody collection, but I have to but say, I'm this butter. cotton collection. Butter on my bottom. It's like butter on your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it is the butteriest underwear ever. So we want to try They are. They're amazing. It. Yeah. So we got more stuff. The cotton collection came in. And it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. How do they keep doing this? It's so good. It did not disappoint. It's no. The, it's the cutest. It's really flattering for like running around the house in your panties. It's so comfortable. They stay in place perfectly. Yeah. The, I, I do the low plunge bra today. And, uh, How do you feel about it? I love it. I love it. I, lo- the t- I got the tank tops and the t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I haven't tried them yet, but I've got it. I've worn them every day really? since they arrived. Like, are they, are they, do they hold you in a little bit? Yeah, they, they give you a little, little bit shake? of support. They, they're very flattering, even for being tight. I always worry about that because I got the mom tummy, yeah. you know? Um, and so I sized up. You certainly don't have to, but I love them. I feel like I'm sucked in just a little bit. Hey, Not, it's all about feeling good, right? I feel so good in them. Well, Skims is creating the next generation of loungewear for everybody. And I mean everybody. It is so good. It is made to be comfortable everyday wear. It's ultra soft from natural fibers, which we love. It's very important for the lady bits. It also came in compostable packaging, which I love. Isn't that so nice? I love that. But this is Skims' most tagged collection. It's made with the classic cotton fabric for comfortable everyday wear. Yes, and it's made from ultra soft natural fibers, and it's elevated lounge pieces. I would say you can wear them inside, outside, feel good wherever you're yeah, going in them. said loungewear was only for the house has not tried skims. And from sizes extra, extra small all the way to 4X, when we say it fits every body. Literally. It really does. Yeah, so believe the hype. Skims has over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason, people. Yes, and the cotton collection and more are available right now at skims.com. Plus, you can get free shipping on orders over $75. After you place your order, be sure to let them know that we sent you. Select podcast in the survey and select what women binge in the drop-down menu that follows. Yeah, and if you missed the big news, Skims reinvented underwear for women, and they are now doing it for men. Also available at skims.com. Oh, look at your baby. There's Stella. Oh, there's Stella. Stella who Melissa tried to discipline. Do you want to talk about her. that? Let's talk about that. She doesn't want to be on camera because I told her it was you. <laughs> her dog does not like me. She gave this point to me. She's like, listen, what's this? If the dog doesn't listen and I'm like, zapped my dog. I was like, never again. So Caroline, Caroline, the dog um, likes to jump on her counter and pull everything off and then chew it on the floor. So you find everything torn up on the floor. And she's just such a sweetheart. She doesn't want to discipline that baby. So she was like, no, that's my baby. It's okay. But she won't put it in a crate or like, right? So I sent First you a all, I do not. I am hearing. I'm hearing this story. It's propaganda. <laughs> This is live. <laughs> okay, what you tell it. Amanda was my dog ate all of my credit cards, which is why I now name her Susie Orman, and she has saved me a fortune. That's one way to so, save money. Exactly. So what? Why? why? <laughs> Did she really? So eat Melissa your is like mother of three boys. She's like, she's just a big disciplinarian. <laughs> no, I'm really not though. I'm, I'm kind of a pushover. A oh, she's a total pushover. Don't let her yeah. pull you. I'm, they call me Santa Claus in my house. So if I'm Santa Claus, you're like. The Easter Bunny meets the Tooth Fairy meets. Oh, you like, Santa Claus? They do because I'm the one. That's How like, hard is Mark? Well, he has to be because I'm not. But yeah. no, but but the dogs, I can be like, hey, we're not doing that. Except her dog once. What did my dog send do? me rolling down a mountain? Oh my, my gosh, my dog tripped her. <laughs> it saw a squirrel and got very excited in a park, and she tripped over his leash and just went like face first. It was oh, bad. I, it was so bad. She didn't mean to. No. 
Okay, um, so, I have a few questions for you, ladies. Well, we, we, you need to give me your golden. Um, uh, we were talking about stand-up comedy when you glitched out on us. So, um, like, what's your golden um, uh, uh, ticket nugget. information? Yeah, give us okay, your golden nugget. I just nugget. taught a seminar here in New York. In New York, I'm in LA. Sorry, <laughs> at the comedy. Um, they had a big comp. The, the, the same man who does rock, you know, the rock band fantasy camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he just did his first comedy fantasy camp. So I taught 83 people how to do stand up. What is that in my hair? Um, This is this is this is it, especially with you, Melissa, because everybody feels like they know you because you've been on television literally your entire life. Yeah, literally. Right. Literally. How how old were you for your first commercial? By the way, am I going cross eyed? I don't even know where I'm Mm -mm. supposed to be looking. No, No, you're you're great. You're good. Look okay. at yourself. Just look at yourself. You were great. four. Okay, so you're 30 now. So that's 26 yes, years. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I love you. Of, of constant. So stand-up is like having a desperate urge to communicate something. Like you just oh. want to share that information. That's what it has to be. Yeah. Because if you're just a person who's up there who's telling jokes, anybody can do that. You have to tell something that you think is so funny so they'll see it through your eyes why it's funny. Do you have like, to have a, like a punchline though? Like what I, I have great stories, but I don't know how to end them. <laughs> no, you tell a story. You tell a very funny story and you tell it in a very quick pace. So I would just get up. I mean, we're, we're going to go over it. And then you can make the story funnier. But it, it, I, I was trying to explain this thing. Like creativity comes in a million different ways to people. And I think when you're a standup, you think it can only come like, I've got to sit and write jokes. That's not how, that's not what you are. You're an, yeah. you're a verbal storyteller. Yeah. That's where you're funny. You're not like, I don't know if you're writing hilarious books. I mean, yes, your book was funny, but like, I don't know if that's your mode. It's like, it's in conversation that you so, are funny. So let me right? do that. So can I give you my, so I'll tell you the story. You've heard this before, but if yeah, I tell no, you tell the me. story of my first time on a stand-up stage at the Comedy Store in L.A. Okay. So I'm in the Comedy Store in okay, L.A. I'm also going to tell you that fewer words are your friend. Okay. Okay. That's good to know because I am definitely not – I'm a wordy person. So, okay. So I'm going to do my first – I'm going to do an interview with Kevin Nealon, and it's at the Comedy Store, and I'm going to go on stage and be interviewed by him. Now, being interviewed, question, answer, I'm great with. Ask me a question. I can talk all day long. But they tell me right before I'm about to go on that I get 10 minutes of stand-up on the stage. And I'm freaking out. I don't do stand-up. I've never done stand-up. There's David Spade. There's Dana Carvey. There's Whitney Cummings. And they're like, do you want 10 minutes on stage? I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do it. So I, But meanwhile, I had a beer because we were just chilling at the comedy store. And I don't mix alcohol and work. And I also don't work with a microphone usually. So I have a beer in one hand and a microphone in the other. And I'm t- I decided that the thing I was going to start with was how nervous I am. I'm so nervous, you guys. I'm so nervous. Look at this. Look how much I'm sweating. Well, I have worked with the microphone before, so I know not to move that from my mouth. But I don't know that I have a beer in my left hand, apparently. And I pour this beer on myself. And when I tell you, you can Google this picture, the trickle of beer coming out and landing spot in the middle of my head. And I mean, it is splattering off my head in the most perfect, picture-perfect way. And you can Google it. But I was so embarrassed. But then the feedback that came back was... That's like a great opening. You should have gone out with a microphone and a beer every single time. (laughs) Well, then Perez Hilton the next day posts, oh, look at Melissa Joan Hart, how far she'll go for comedy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I meant to do that. Dana Carvey came out on stage and said, guys, we just saw Melissa Joan Hart pour beer on her head. And I was like, yeah, that's embarrassing, but Dana Carvey knows my name. So <laughs> that was my first time doing stand-up. And now here we go. I'm going to open for Caroline Ray. What? <laughs> do you know 
I listen to comedy, uh, what's it called? Laugh USA all the time in the car. That's like that or the comedy roundup. Like I listen to comedy stations in the car a lot. And so you're always on my in my car. I hear Caroline <laughs> all the time. <laughs> over and over and over again. Yep. Um, that's a perfect story. You're just going to tell that story and you're going to cut out half the story because okay. you're just going to say the first time I was on stage, uh, Kevin Nealon was interviewing me. I'm fine with the one-on-one -on -one interview. And then they said, you can do 10 minutes of stand-up. And then where, where there's an opportunity for a joke is 10 minutes of stand-up. Like, I've never done that. That would be like telling a man he has 10 minutes of, and then we have to think of something that is okay. so foreign to that person. Okay. So this is like a little bit of Mad Libs. We fill in the blanks, right? Okay. But it's a metaphor. So you're trying to explain to them, stand, doing stand-up to me is the equivalent of doing Blah you or- yeah. What were you dressed up as in, um, uh, what, what were you on the mask Singer? Oh, Lamp. I was the a lamp. lamp. So you can be like, I can dress up like a lamp and sing through a costume. That's not a problem. <laughs> like, or, or give me a microphone and a beer and I don't know what to do with myself. Right. Um, but I can't, I thought you were going to tell me that you talked into the beer. Okay, so. <laughs> no, I, I think this would be a cute thing to do. So be holding the mic, be holding a beer, tell that story, and then put the beer down. Yeah. Okay. 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 So then people are, people are already on your side. People love you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that our Aries nature make us adversarial in like, oh yeah, you think, oh, oh I'm going to prove to you, but like, you just have to know they're on your side going in. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's, that's very point. true. That's a good point. Okay, so then you're the mother of three boys, right? Yeah. And? And? Uh, boy moms <laughs> just, I don't know. What do you, <laughs> where I don't know, both of you, what bugs you, what bugs you the most about other moms? Oh, it drives her crazy that I only say good things about my children. Oh, she's so nice to her. She likes her children. <laughs> she actually likes her children. I do. I my children do. are drives her bananas. such dicks to me. <laughs> okay, there That's you not go. true. They love there you me. Go. But... <laughs> there you go. There's it. So. I have this, my friend Amanda, she only says nice things about her children. It drives me crazy. My children are dicks to me. <laughs> because you know what? It's the truth. I mean, There's I love about my boy moms than anything in the entire world. I drove her to school the other day and she goes, mommy, do not scream. I love you out the window. Oh, please tell me you did. <laughs> promise me you will not do that. And I'm like, okay, I promise. I couldn't help it. She literally... Got out of the car. I rolled it. I go, I love you, honey. And she goes, what the hell is wrong with you? Are you on crack? <laughs> That's actually I what I do when I'm punishing that. them. I tell them that if they're not if they're not nice to me or they don't give me a kiss in the car before they get out or say they love me before they open the door, I will roll my window down and scream at them. And you know what I do now? Yeah, I play in sync. When, they drive, when I drive away, I play in sync and I wave bye, bye, bye. Oh, that's, that's good. so good. It's my new favorite go. thing. <laughs> All right, there. We're going to clean that up. That's your second joke. Okay. Because I have a thing about when Ava was little, when she was like two and a half, for some reason, when she, when we would have people come over, she would go like this. It's going to be lovely. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this, but she'd come out and she'd go like this. Do you have any candy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she would like roll her hips and she'd be like, I would like some candy. And I was like, I don't know who taught you that, but... No. Don't take candy from anyone that you've asked for in that regard. Anyway, I have said to her when she's been really naughty getting into the car, I'm like, do you want some candy? And then she'll run back and go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a good one. I feel the only power we have over our children is taking away their phone. 
Yeah. Well, when when she's is she driving yet? Because then you could take away the keys. Are you insane? I have two kids driving. My fifteen year old's driving, and it's insane. Yeah. Both of my both of my big ones, my seventeen year old and fifteen, Brady and Mason, they're driving, and like, it's kind of insane. I want to tell warn everybody, like, here's the path he's taking to school today. Watch out. <laughs> okay, there you go. Write that down. Okay. That's your third okay. joke. Oh, I'm writing it down. Wait, I have I have a whole list. I'll, I'll send you the okay. list so you can because there's things about. I mean, we're going to be in Alabama, right? So there's Alabama football, which I married into Alabama football, so I understand that. Um, and then I can talk about like the wire grass and the bow weevil statue, maybe. But you talk about how you also have a type. And it's Alabama people. It's a, I do tend to gravitate towards tall Alabama people. Um, I have a whole bit about Mommy Dearest and how I think as a mother, that movie's not nearly as offensive as it was when you were when before you had children. Like okay, you, there you know, we go. That oh, I have a whole bunch of that. Premise. That might be your strongest one yet. Um, I have... Uh, In fact, sometimes it's used as a good disciplinary tool. No you, more You want to watch Mommy no Dearest? More you want Mommy to get a wire hanger? Yeah. <laughs> I have Oscar de la Hoya calling me Sabrina in his in his house in um, Mexico, where when he called me Sabrina, I threw an entire glass of water in his face. And maybe you don't throw a glass of water in someone's face who has lethal weapons in his hands. Yeah, also in their house. In their house. He called me Sabrina. That's how offensive that was to me. <laughs> what Technically, happened? he was right. Oh, no. He, he just kept calling me Sabrina. I was like, that's not my name. I got mad. I remember when you were buddies with him. What was that? Oh, I just ran into him at Squid Row in Cabo when I was there, down there when I got my tattoo. <laughs> you know There's what? a joke right there. I think what we're going to do is this. I think you should do stand-up. And then I'm going to come out and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. because That's a good idea. You will then have stories that we'll have set up and yeah. they'll sort of be like panel. That's and a, I, will I can handle panel. Because I think people would love sort of a, like, yes, you're doing stand-up. And then I'll be like, that was great. And then... Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do like a little do the Kevin Nealon bit. I like that. Tis the season, Amanda, for new looks, new style, holiday style, and there's no merrier way to do it than with Pear's new holiday collection of glasses. That's right. It's time to switch up your look and snap on the top frames for every event and occasion. So I just got my new base frames, and I got the clear this time. So I'm so excited because last time I got the light pink because you know it's summertime. Now it's winter. I'm going with the clear base frame and then I'm snapping on some different holiday designs which I'm so excited about I cannot wait to see we just got through our fall and now it's time for Christmas cheer go. all Let over the holiday eyeballs. spirit shine with seasonal <laughs> styles that slay pun intended <laughs> <laughs> this jolly assortment features snowy scenes classic plaids which I think is my favorite yuletide activities and your favorite festive hues Pear has a frame to fit every face with five new wider base frame styles. And their growing lineup of frames has options for the whole family, men, women, and kids. And kids. With virtual trying, you can find the right frame shape for you from the comfort of your home. It's super easy. And Pear's quality frames, they're built for everyday durability and versatility. So they're the only glasses that you'll ever need. And you save on traditional glasses markups with base frames that start from just $60 and top frames are just $25. And you get free standard shipping on all orders with a flexible 30-day return policy. You know what I love too is you can get blue light blockers. You can get the kind that, I just got the kind that shade when you go in the sun. So like, Ooh. you know, so they go to like Transition. sunglass mode. Yeah, it's super cool. That's awesome. So go to paireyewear.com slash binge, B-I-N-G-E, for 15% off your first pair of pair. That's right. Pair, P-A-I-R, eyewear.com slash binge. Thank you, Pair, for sponsoring What Women Binge. Yeah. Wait, so Caroline, um, 
I have to ask you our, our season eight questions because okay. we're still in our season eight here. Will you, uh, will season you eight? Congratulations. Thank you two. You. Thank you. It's been busy. It has flown by like a high witch. It's been, high- <laughs> <laughs> we're flying off the handle over here. Well, we've had a hard time with this strike because we can't talk about TV shows and movies really. So it's been a little, we've had to get very creative. Yeah. Very creative. Um, okay. Is so there a standalone? Is the, I know exactly. Is there a standalone book that you wish had a sequel? I have to think about that one. We can skip I'll, it. I'll. What did you have a first video game or console? You ever play video games? Like, what was your game? I never had one. You weren't a Nintendo girl, like, or Atari. Never. Really? No. Wow. So no. in Canada, you were deprived of I video games. I had a small drug-like addiction to Candy Crush, but that was on my phone. That was that's recent though. That's phone. Yeah, that's phone. That's yeah, no, that's no, a no, real no. thing. No. That's a good one. There's this new one called Township. No, it's no, mine. I can't. La 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 like la la. They're all gateway yeah, drugs. Kinda. La la la. <laughs> yeah, don't tell her. No, uh, it, you understand. I was up to like level fifty-two thousand on Candy Crush, and I was insane. Oh, like it was like I my, get it. it. I totally do. I did it for I about two months. I so much I got diabetes. And I um, <laughs> <laughs> I was playing it one day, and Ava was seven, and she just walked over, and she went like this, that's enough, mummy, and she pressed delete. <laughs> oh, good for and her. she deleted it off, and I was like, thank God. There is nothing like that mindless, stupid, ugh. Yeah, no, I it's true. It. I do it. Loves it. It's I like a massage. I liked it at first, and then I got real. Now, when I look at it, I want, I want to vomit. I don't know. It's like it's like when you drink too much tequila and then vomit, and then you're like food aversion. Um, what's the best dish that you can whip up? I think you you have questions for Aunt Zelda, perhaps. I I don't know if you've met me. I don't play <laughs> video games. I I I'm going to show you something that I just cooked. We walked Hold down on, the please. street to the oh, Greek she place, just right? Something. Hold on. Okay. Caroline and I like to meet out for meals a lot. I, that's fair. Yeah. That's what we do. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, I made these last night. So do you not set timers? Is that what you do? <laughs> I did set a timer, but Alexa was being such a bitch, and she kept on playing jazz that I never even asked for. So then I called her a bitch, and she, she, was, like, she was like, your timer is off. But I said 12 minutes, and they don't usually, like, <laughs> literally start a fire. And that <laughs> followed with little Martha Stewart here putting it. Oh my gosh! He's in the microwave first, which caused huge amounts of smoke. So you put them in the microwave. <laughs> oh my gosh! I have to make some stuff for the homecoming bake sale tomorrow. Well, really, my senior yeah, is supposed to, but I'm going okay. to be. So I'm like, you know what? All you have to do is bake one set of those, bring them to school, and they're like, "We're good. Thanks so, so much." Please don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to ask you anymore. Oh, here's a good what question. What are you going to make? If oh I'm just gonna it's just chocolate he just has to do chocolate chip cookies so I so that means I have to do chocolate chip cookies. You should have told me I just made like a whole thing of chocolate chip. Oh cookie man, dough. can I come pick up forty eight of them and put them in packages? I don't think I have enough for forty eight, oh, okay. but I, I do have a whole thing of dough frozen. Oh man, you guys in New York City, Amanda, my Amanda, my best friend, she all her her kids went to private school and on the day that she had to bring in cookies, she brought in like Fryhoffers or whatever or something, and she got a handwritten note. Please <laughs> only handmade. Baked or homemade baked goods from now on. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, no, our school is very like, adamant. We have we give our football team uh, homemade Rice Krispie treats at halftime because it's like a great glucose shot, like to get them through the second half of the game, and uh, just gives them a quick spike of energy and gets them out there easy to digest. Blah blah blah. They eat it, um, but it has to be homemade. It cannot be store bought. And I'm like, so like four moms have to volunteer every week to make the Rice Krispie treats for halftime. Um, wait, here's a question. If you went to jail, what would your crime be? <sighs> Horoscoping someone to death? <laughs> I was about to say that. 
being a whore. A scope. Scopes. But here's the thing. She's right, though. Oh, she is. She can tell your sign in a second. Oh, she knew me within within ten minutes of being in the room with me. She was like, "Oh, you're you're a Taurus," and and I was like, "Do you even know my name?" (laughs) (laughs) No, but she knows your sign. Hello. Identify as a witch. What would my crime be? I don't know. I think probably would be trying to help somebody who was in trouble, and then having being like a collateral person. Mm, accessory. You know what I mean? Accessory to murder because you're trying to help the. <laughs> I was just trying to help dig the hole. They said they needed help. You know, needed I help. Think it's like aging is like, it would be great to be young, but there is wisdom that comes with aging. And then you do, as you get older, understand things like murder. Yeah, totally get it. And French kissing <laughs> a, a golden doodle. Like, I get it now. Oh, I yeah. get open mouth kissing uh. at all. <laughs> My dog likes to hang um, out a lot. Well, what would yours be, you guys? I'm not a dog. Mine would be skinny dipping, probably. That's a crime now? Uh, yeah, public nudity. She, This girl, she got no shame Hello, in her naked game. Maxim. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't naked, guys. I was wearing the same thing you would see me in on a beach. Okay. And I, sure. I had a rocking body at the time. Yeah, I was you celebrating did. it. I told you, if I had had that body, I would have been like, has anyone seen my Maxim outfit? I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> I can pick you up on if you need. Yeah, forget where I was when it came out. Oh, I was in LA on Franklin at La Poubelle with a bunch of a bunch of like La Poubelle. I couldn't remember the name of that restaurant. La Poubelle. We used to go there. That used all to be the, the best. All the Hollywood kids. There? Yeah, I think so. All the best Hollywood kids would like all the best. All the uh, like Hollywood kids on TV shows and stuff would all kind of meet up there on Friday nights and whatnot. And one of them, oh, it was my. He became my boyfriend later on. Went running down the street and bought every single one off the rack. Remember that. Start handing them <laughs> out. Off the rack. Yeah. Off, off the, the rack, rack. Of my rack. Off the rack. Bought my rack off the Fair rack. Play. <laughs> I hope okay. the kids are at school, guys. Okay. Amanda, uh, what would you be in prison for? Me? Oh, gosh. Killing Melissa. Too much glitter. Let you get a word in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Between I don't you know. and I. I. It would be me being naive to something. Like, going along with it to make somebody else happy. And it would then- be your pranks. Oh, get arrested. I am a master prankster. Yeah, she sent her sister like live peacocks once. Yeah, I did. So, could be illegal to she send farm animals. She sent my kid a hype horn. Okay, wait, wait, you have to explain what that so sounds bad. It, it was like an electronic air horn. She sent this to my children via Amazon. And they open it because she addressed it to them. And I thought, this is harmless. It's from my sister. No big deal. Wrong. So Wrong. So I told her, I said, well, here's the thing. You've declared war, but just know that I play the long game. And so over the next several months, I would send her things that, that she would so need. so terrifying with that sweet little Southern accent. But I play the long game. <laughs> I do. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Game. So she would receive something that she would need to raise eggs. Over. The, so I sent her a, like a feeder for chicks i sent her the warmer for their little the incubator yeah and then the incubator and oh. all the different things she would need to take care of eggs live animals that were coming her way <laughs> and then mysteriously one day these unhatched fertilized eggs that were not marked ended up on her porch <laughs> and she had to incubate them to know what they were and they were peacocks there were yeah. five of them and they're loud Oh, they're so loud. They're pretty, they're much, but they're big and they're much loud. Much louder than an air horn. 
Okay, you're terrifying. And if anyone is murdered on that podcast, you're my number one suspect. I would never do anyone harm. And they were the Just original eggs from Jurassic Park. No. And all <laughs> raptor eggs and the were raptor available. Grew, yeah. So I went with peacocks. Um, Caroline, wow. what was your favorite toy to play with as a kid? Were you a Barbie girl? I was definitely a Barbie girl. I was definitely a Barbie girl. You like your pink. So I can show you something. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. She's left the building again. When she does this, it's dangerous. We never know what's coming back. I'm an obsessive crafter, so I'm making these. <gasps> Wait. Oh, my gosh. Are those vintage Barbie paper dolls yes! on there? <gasps> Caroline, that's uh, so cool. Can you send me one to give to Amanda for Christmas? Because I was trying to do a thing, but it didn't really work. Um, that's why the sticky thing is here. But look how beautiful they are. They're gorgeous. Yeah. I love that. You need that. to send me one to give to Amanda for Christmas so I can give it to her. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll give it to you next. I'll give it to you when I see you in Alabama. Yeah, I also need to identify as a witch shirt. I, I definitely have to be there to watch You've this happen. I have I a know. whole swag bag for you, child. So wait, so let's do or this or that real quick. Okay. Okay, wait. So Barbie. Oh, yeah. I also, I, I liked Raggedy Ann. Oh, oh yeah. That was, I, I was, was Raggedy Ann for Halloween. I had one. I was Raggedy Ann for Halloween once, too. I had all I my like old Raggedy Ann dolls and I gave them to Ava and she literally was like, Mom, these are like from a horror film. Take them away. And I was like, <laughs> That's Actually, what my kids say about my Shirley Temple. Childhood memory. <laughs> I ended up having to be Raggedy Andy because my sister was older and she got to be Raggedy Of Andy. course. Big sister. I can see you being Raggedy Ann or Andy. You've got that vibe. You've got that cute little face. <laughs> <laughs> you put you nice big red circles on the okay. cheek. I could do it. The triangle eyes is really what since it helped me. Okay, you ready? think I can see any of your features from this demented no, weird recording we're doing? I'm just seeing, I see the colors of your shirts. That's about it. <laughs> All right, we're going to do this or that, Caroline. Ready? You ready? Okay. Here we go. Pineapple or pepperoni pizza? Pineapple. Yes. Oh. Floss or toothpick? Floss. <laughs> Band or orchestra? Band. Football or baseball? Neither. Uh, or uh, 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 baseball pancakes or waffles is there both um, uh, okay um, pancakes but I will immediately go into a diabetic coma once I've eaten two bites <laughs> cardio or weights you know what I love cardio but I am into my weights look at that trainer, girl I see the definition trainer, it's the current Mr. Universe. Ooh. Stop it. Nice. I'm not kidding. Daryl Conant. Look him up. Awesome. It's hilarious. He can make his boobs move up and down. Oh, great. Let's practice I mean, that when I we're together in Huntsville. It involves my hands. But he, <laughs> think about it. My hands and a very supportive bra. Oh, very nice. <laughs> reality or true crime? A reality show or a true crime show? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of both, but I would have to say true crime. Yep. Threads or X? Those are social media platforms. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> um, I, neither. Okay. I'm a pass. Yep. I think I know the answer to this one already. However, uh -oh. Russell Crowe retweeted my picture of my um, for for my my poster for the Sydney Opera House yesterday on X. Oh, Ooh. wow. Okay. Talk about strange friendships. He's my friend. I love him. He's an Aries. He's like the greatest person ever. He's so nice. I feel like I'm like five degrees of separation from him or less. I mean, I have like well, five. You're literally one. Well, I'm five people that are one degree of separation <laughs> from him. Maybe that's what I should have said. 
<laughs> okay, last one is Prada or Gucci. Oh, Prada. Prada. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought you were many, many, it. many years ago, I threw Milo Mannheim's baby shower for, oh. for Cameron. Yeah. Wow. Milo, who's a big TV star now, who starred in all the zombie movies, who's the cutest boy. And um, beautiful Laura Flynn Boyle was at that party. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, I thought 12 people were coming. 82 came. Oh, my gosh. And um, I made everybody, I hired knitting teachers and everybody, did I do that with you too? And everybody no. had to learn how to knit and everybody made a square that day. Um, and then we made a baby blanket for the baby. How special. It was. It was very special. And then. Um, oh, I love that idea. <laughs> no, it's a really good one. And I, But Brooke Shields to this day still hates me because she became obsessed with knitting as a result. <laughs> knitting is kind of like crazy. You really can knit forever and ever. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I went over to beautiful Laura Flynn Boyle, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love your shoes. And she said, they're Prada. Oh. Just to be, no, just to be funny, because she's very funny. And I always thought that was funny. <laughs> so I always think of Prada. Prada, like Tarjay. That's how I'm going to say it forever like now. Churching up Tarjay, but taking down the Prada. Well, I love I'm you, Caroline. I'm going to show you guys something, okay? I think you'll get a kick out of it. What'd you Taking say? you on a tour for a moment. Well, we've Are we got, done? We, actually, the iPad's about to die, and we're, our next guest is here. But just a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where are we going? Hey, listen, wait, tell everybody, Sydney Opera House, when is that? I oh. made this for Ava, this mirror. <gasps> oh, my it's gosh. Beautiful. Oh, hold on. That is gorgeous. You are Why so is crafty. It? Is it glass? It's a mirror, and it's a scrapbook. Oh, my gosh. How cool. All this stuff from when she was little. Like well done. You are crafty. Eraser. And the first time I ever took her to Disney. Wow. You you never were crafty like this on the show. Way to go. Way to go. No, I was not. Well, listen, tell us about, so we're, so we're going to be in Huntsville, Alabama. What is that? Huntsville, stand-up live comedy, Sunday, October 29th at 3 oh, p.m. perfect time. 3 p.m. they open, 4 p.m. the show starts. I'm that morning, and we're going to drive there, and I'm going to make you do your act like 10 times. Oh, okay. And then we're going to figure out what to say and what to talk. Okay. You know what I mean? Like what you're going to do stand-up. Huntsville okay. Stand-Up Live Comedy Club. You can get your tickets. Real quick, yes. Sydney Opera House. Tell us about the Sydney Opera House. I am filming my seventh special at the Sydney Opera House and where can people November 15th if you happen to be in Australia. Oh, my gosh. You should have warned me. I totally would have come. Oh! And then the 27th. Are you ready to open for me there? And then the 27th and 28th of October, I'm at um, New York Comedy Club, but the one in Stamford, Connecticut. Oh, you're going to be in Stamford, Connecticut. Then you're coming to Huntsville, Alabama. Then you're going to Sydney Opera House. Hey, you have to make a in reservation. Between here, I'm going to um, do a show at a casino in Massachusetts. I work for FedEx and I'm the package. In, That's si <laughs> in Sydney, you have to eat at Benelong. The The Opera House has that restaurant down in, inside of it. It is spectacular. What's Probably it called? Benelong? Benelong. B-E-N-N-E-L-O-N-G. It's been a long time since we started this podcast. It's been a long time since we started this podcast. I love you. I love you too. I'm glad you identify as a witch. Happy Halloween. I'll see you soon. Happy Halloween, my love. I'll see you in a couple of weekends. I'll see you. Yeah, Bye, see you Amanda. Soon.